From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. This is it. Welcome back into the Brazos Sports Prep Cast. It's the final week of Texas high school football season, and one Brazos Valley team remains. Of course, it's the Franklin Lions. They're playing for a state championship once again. They're going for history this week in the 3A Division I state title game against Malakoff Thursday at 3 p.m. at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. We're going to break down all the action, and joining us today is Donna Conrad from KRHD 15 ABC. What's up, Donna? Thank you all for having me. Mm-hmm. Excited to chop it up about Franklin. Of course, we got the casuals here, Mr. Alex Miller, Mr. Jake Weiss. How are we doing, gentlemen? Alex, you can go first. Uh, you know, I'm doing just fine. Uh, Jake and I went out to Franklin yesterday. We actually mm. ran into Donna, and uh, we we grilled Mark Fannin with all the hard questions. Uh, got to write a fun feature story about one of their favorite photographers, Nash, Nash Pills. Mm. Jake's going to have a feature story on quarterback Court Lowry yeah. here. This week, and uh, be sure to look at uh, KRHD for all of Donna's preview content. Uh, you know, local media is going all out. It's going to be a party up in Arlington on Thursday. Well, heck, yesterday was the Franklin Day because uh, we missed uh, KBTX. Just to, I don't know what time they got. I didn't get. I should have asked what time they got there, but I was like, man, we could have all just done it all in one swoop. You know, Mor- Morgan's like basically the mayor of Franklin now, so she probably got. They probably came to her actually. Yeah, that's so. a good point. Actually, they took the bus over. Yeah, little, pre- little pre-state. Like, all right, let's just practice. Let's go bus over and then you know come back. Rightfully so, she is the queen of Franklin. <laughs> Fair enough. It's the state title game. We're setting the stage here. Tail the tape. Franklin's playing for its fourth straight state title game, fifth overall in school history, all within the last decade, by the way. Uh, Lions are going for their third straight title. They beat Gunther in 21 and Brock in 22. Malakoff is 15-0 this year. They won District 8-3A with relative ease and have cruised through the playoffs but have a tough go in the last couple of weeks, uh, more so with Brock last week winning 38-31. They are seeking their first state title in school history. Lone title appearance was 2018 when they lost to Grandview. What do each of y'all see in this matchup? Well, I think one of the main things you got to look at with this one is experience because it's going to be a a tough physical football game the whole way. I mean, obviously, they both made it this far. We know, obviously, having watched Franklin the whole season, what they're about. But I think when you look at, hey, it's going to be at AT AT&T Stadium up in Arlington when the lights are the brightest – Franklin is used to this. This has become such a familiar territory for them where uh, Malakoff has one state championship appearance. Franklin, that's all they know is state championship, and that's become the expectation a little bit. And so I think one of the biggest things that I'm looking at is experience-wise, I think Franklin walks in and goes, we're looking to take care of business. Malakoff may be a little bit more starry-eyed since they haven't really been there. Something I'm kind of looking at, and I don't know, maybe this is more of a key to the game, but and maybe it's just because I have kind of the Edna game on the brain still, but uh, like I, I don't know, I was real impressed. I mean, Alex, you you were you were there as well, Franklin and Donna, you were there too. Franklin had what 229, like they at least had over 200 passing yards. Um, School so record, probably. Yeah, I was gonna I say. Meant to, I meant to ask that yesterday, and I didn't. I was actually it. wondering if you asked that. Like, on the drive I back, should've. I was going to be like, hey, Alex, did you ask that? Like, I'm real curious. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that's just what's on the brain. But, uh, like, I kind of think back to last year's game, too, how close it was, 17-14. Um, so, I don't know. Something that just, like, really is on the brain is, like, what kind of Franklin team are we going to see? You know, is it going to be another game where it's real close? Is Franklin going to have to air it out? Like, 
I don't know. There's just a lot of factors for me where I'm just like, man, what what Franklin team's going to show up? And not to say Franklin, not to say that in a bad way. Like, you know, they make a lot of mistakes just like they're going to just air it out. They're just going to run it down their throat, you know, kind of just train to come in. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. You know, to your point, Jake, you know, they did the same thing against Edna last year, right? Yeah, like They exactly. threw the ball a lot. And then, you know, they get to the state championship game and then they only throw the ball one time. Yeah. Which, by the way, we've talked about it before. It was a big play. I mean, Devin Hedrago gets over a 20-yard gain to set up the game-winning field goal on that last drive. But, I mean, yeah, you know, Franklin's bread and butter is just run it. Slot T Mafia, right? Exactly. So, you know, I thought it was interesting, and I don't think I got this in my story, um, but I asked Court Lowry, you know, how about getting the ball in space? They run, they ran a lot of screen passes, right? Yeah. And, you know, we're sitting there in the press box talk, talking with Mike Foreman from the Victoria Advocate, and we're like, well, it, it, it's a backwards throw, so is it technically a run? And then we get down on the sideline, and one of the Franklin assistants is like, Nope. If court throws it, that counts as a pass. You better not count it as a run. <laughs> but the point being was that court said, "Hey, you know, in the past we've had a lot of these we've had a lot of these pitch plays, these tosses out to the outside, and this year they've kind of thrown in a little wrinkle. They get a guy, they get a guy in motion a little bit, and instead of just a true pitch, you know, it's a it's a bubble screen, right? Yeah. And when you can get a guy like Devin Hedrago out, like maybe three or four yards out." And the defense is so compact. I mean, he gets to the edge with with the width of the field. I mean, that is huge for Franklin. And so, you know, curious to see if those kind of wrinkles show back up on Thursday again. Here's what I'm looking for in this matchup. You know, for me, this Malakoff team uh, on paper, it kind of reminds me of where Franklin was in 2020 when they were making the first of four consecutive state championship appearances. Okay? Malakoff... They've been around for over 100 years. They went 40 years, 40 years, 1950 to 1990, without a playoff appearance, okay? This is not a historic power. They were 0-10 in 2008, and then they hired their coach, Jamie Driscoll, and they haven't missed the playoffs since then. Whoop, I'm about to fling my paper. But <laughs> here's, here's, what I, here's what I've seen is that They've really become a serious contender on that kind of western edge of East Texas. And this kind of seems like they want this to be their breakthrough year to win that elusive state championship. To your point, Donna, it's kind of where Franklin was in 2020. They played Canadian, who they'd been there, done that. And, you know, they weren't going for a three-peat, but they had had that, you know, continued success. And when push came to shove... Canadian was down and was able to make the plays to come back and win that game in the final two minutes of, of, the, of the fourth quarter. You know, if this is a nail-biting game, does Franklin's experience pay off versus kind of this first-timer uh, Malakoff team that, you know, yeah, they were in the state championship game, what, five, six years ago? But none of those kids were on the team. Yeah, no. I mean, they, they might have been there in the stands. Their brothers might have or cousins might have been playing, but they weren't there – they weren't there playing on the field with the TV timeouts and everything. You know, it's funny. I asked Coach Fan, I was like, do you guys practice, like, having a TV timeout? And he was like, no. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just, you know, you go all this time, and then it's like, well, why is the game stopping for two minutes? Well, Bally's got to give their commercials. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, they've been, they've been doing it for a couple years now, so maybe the TV time, they've kind of got used to that maybe a little bit. Maybe, whether it be the passing game, the, the front seven, time of possession, what do you all kind of see as the keys for Franklin in this one? 
Well, I think there's a couple that stand out to me. And to Jake's point earlier, what we watched in that Edna game was Edna's front was kind of able to contain Franklin's run game a little bit. And so they had to take to the air a little bit more. Now, I have no problem with that because Core Lowry has just shown us, like, hey, I can sling it too. I mean, he was, you know, airing it out to Devin Hedrogo down the field. We saw some big, big yards from both of them in the first half. And so I'm hoping that they stick to that plan of, hey, if we're not getting the run to go, and I know they love the slot tee, but if they're not getting that run to go early, don't be afraid to let Court air it out because what we've seen from him, especially over the last six weeks, is he's he has no problem being able to do that. So, like, let him drop back. Let him and, – and Devin Hedrogo has just been phenomenal. So, I mean, I mean to, no, to no surprise, obviously. But I think that's going to be a major key. And I also think defensively they look the most comfortable when they're forcing turnovers. And so I know that's obviously always a goal for the defense. But, you know, they seem like they are in full control of the game when the defense – is turning the ball over and, and giving it back to the offense. So I think those are two big things that if, if they can do that, I don't see why they're not successful. What do you think? Ooh, all right. Kind of kind of copying Donna a little bit on her, on her answer to the first one, actually. I think a big key is going to be Franklin's experience. Because the more Alex you talked about Malikoff, it got me kind of really thinking, like, man, you know, I really do think Franklin's experience is going to be a key to this. I mean, heck, was, there's those five seniors that have been on varsity since they're freshmen. They're what? Uh, I don't want to get the 58 record and wrong. four. There we go. I, I was going to say 85. That seemed way <laughs> too high, though. Like. I was trying this to do the math. This is why you're a journalist, Jake. Exactly. Like I was trying to do the math. I was like, 85 sounds right for some reason. Uh, hopefully, that's one of their numbers. That that's what I'm thinking of. But no, I really think like a big key is going to be Franklin. They've got the experience. I mean, every week, you know, it's a business-like approach for them. I mean, heck, I think Alex, you said the first time you kind of noticed them really kind of emotional before a game was was the Lorena game uh, in the playoffs. But ever since then, it's just been business as usual. Um, so I really think that experience that they have is going to be a key in this one or, or could end up being a key. You know, let's say it's another close game like last year. You know, it's final minutes. It's, you know, tied 14-14 or, or whatever it is. I think that experience is going to go a long way to help Franklin uh, potentially, especially since Malikoff. I mean, like you said, maybe they were in the stands, but uh, that's probably the most, you know, that's all they've been here before. Or maybe they've gone to a Cowboys game. Like you asked some of the Franklin guys if, if they had been to Cowboys games. Uh, yeah, you know, Court was there on Sunday. Yeah, I was going to oh, say. Really? Yeah, he was in a box watching He's the Eagles. Scout Nora, I guess. Yeah. You know, here, here's here's what I think is that Franklin's got to do a good job of containing Malakoff's quarterback, Mike Jones. Okay? You turn on the tape, this guy is fast. He's slippery. He can do it all. He's thrown for almost 2,500 yards. He's got almost 30 touchdowns, only two interceptions, which, you know, turnovers, that was what really bit Edna last week, right? And, you know, he's got over 700 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns on the ground. Franklin did a really good job containing Caden Roberts two weeks ago against Franklin, I mean, uh, against Lorena. And they, did, they didn't let Jaden Clay against Edna do much against them either last week. So this is not the first time that Franklin is going to see one of these guys, not to mention like Little River Academy. Remember we talked about their quarterback? Yeah. I mean, that kid, that kid can do it all. And so they have seen, they have seen guys who can really hurt you with their arm and their legs. Can they bow up and do it one more time? Right. I mean, 
Colby Smith, Braden Yuri, they have just been a, a, a brick wall the last few weeks. You know, that, that Franklin defense, they've come so far since they lost to Lorena. Remember, Lorena hung 52 on them. Okay? That's a lot of points. So since then, they've allowed just 21 a game. And you're like, okay, 21, that's not like an earth-shattering number. But when you consider, like, what Franklin's offense can do, you're like, yeah, 21's going to get the job done, right? I was going to say, they've been putting up 50-plus points, I think, in every playoff game, except, yeah. the, except the Lorena game. I think it was, like, 49. Yeah. 49. So you can kind of count, like, I hate to say round up, but... Yeah, so if if Franklin can hold Malakoff to, we'll say, 21 or under 30, okay? Franklin, Franklin, their offense shows they can probably do what it takes... To, to be ahead of that mark, whatever it is. Um, but it starts with slowing down Mike Jones and not letting him extend plays, get out of the pocket, and get chunk plays on, on scrambles and stuff like that. So well, to that, um, you know, when we talked to some of the some of the players yesterday, and one of the things that I asked them about was that Lorena loss in the regular season, and obviously 52 uh, to any team is a lot, but that felt a little uncharacteristic of their defense. And since then, they have been locked down on that side of the ball. And you can see it, especially when you talk to the players. And so I think to your point, like if they can if they can hold them to like you said 21 with the way that the offense has been averaging these insane numbers, um, you know, I don't see why. But but also when we talked to them about Malakoff, they also said, you know, they're very fast. That was one of the things that they said right off the bat jumped out at them. Their quarterback's fast. They've got a really good running back. So it's got, I think it'll be a challenge for the defense, but I don't think, you know, after the way that they played Lorena two weeks ago, we watched them just dominate Edna last week. Um, you know, it, it'll be tough, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to uh, contain them the way that they have been. Looking ahead now, Jerry World, AT&T Stadium. What are y'all kind of looking forward to the most when, when you're at State? We'll actually start off with Jake here. Oh, wow. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll, I don't know. I'll keep my answer simple and short. Uh, but one, and this is kind of probably a silly answer, but uh, there's a lot of people that we follow that cover high school football, Texas high school football. And maybe you just follow the person on Twitter. Like for me, there's a lot of people I follow. Like I've never met the person, but we follow each other. So there's kind of an aspect of like, I know this person. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing some of those people, you know, that you don't see every week. Um, and then the other thing, too, I mean, just getting to see just, I mean, it's the big stage. Everyone's excited. I'm just looking forward. Second year for me, too. Uh, I'm excited just to be just to be there, really. I think AT&T does such a great job. I feel maybe I'm a little biased because I'm a big Cowboys fan, but um, you know, going up there to Jerry World, it's special. They make the environment feel special. I mean, you're not just going up there for high school state championship week. I mean, they really put on um, and and make the kids kind of feel like a little bit like celebrities. I feel like you know they've got the the big Bally Sports set and uh, and they've got you know sideline reporters that are also doing stuff in real time. So you know the atmosphere is great. And then man, watching those kids celebrate. Uh, at the end of the game is so so special I mean I know for us covering them the whole season we get to know the coaches and the players watching them get to this stage um, 
and you know obviously going for another ring and everything i think is so special and it's it's so cool to watch it's it's a little bit emotional honestly <laughs> but but i live for that i think that's a, one of the coolest part of sports is all of the the emotion fanon's talked about the grind so i think watching all of that come together in a place like arlington is super cool you know i i agree it's it's really such just a fun time you look at the whole Thursday slate of games, by the way, it's going to be good. I mean, you pay 20 bucks, you get to watch three games, and uh, you want to see a slugfest? Go to the game at 11 a.m., Albany versus Mart. I know you're going to be there, Donna, with your huh. sister station up in Waco. We're going to have our friends at the sister paper at the Waco Tribune yeah. Herald that'll be there. This is the smallest 11-man classification. It's a rematch of last year's state title game. Mart's perennial power... But Albany's looking to reestablish itself as kind of the king of that division. So you get you get big game, big game, and then oh by the way, the the nightcap is uh, Tidehaven looking to make history against Gunner, who is just a perennial power in their own right. So like I said, twenty bucks, you get in, you watch three high school football games. Uh, you can watch Franklin on TV, by the way, on Ballet Sports yeah, Southwest. I, say, nope. I hear our good friend of the show, Greg Tepper, is going to be doing color commentary for that game. But only in Texas are you going to have 20,000 people show up to a game between two teams from towns with a combined population of not even 4,000. Mm. So, you know, it's it's a special experience. It's really cool. People from across the state come. You know, it's a a lot of coaches like to go. They like to mingle with all their buddies down there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a good time and, you know, the whole Brazos Valley media crew is going to be up there. So be sure to check out all of our content across, you know, all three local TV stations here at the Eagle and, uh, maybe there's going to be some radio up there. I'm sure there's radio. You know, the KMVL, right? They do the radio out of Madisonville. I think Tommy Davis's people are up there doing that. So you can listen to the game online, too. Oh, there we go. Oh, and I, I want to add, too, real quick. I yeah. just thought about this. Uh, when you're talking about all, all 20,000 people showing up, uh, I don't know why this made me think of it, but uh, when we drove up last year, Alex, you know, we saw that sign. Uh, about <laughs> where were we at? I think we were in Grandview. Grandview, yeah. For yeah. it was it was a sign of support for Franklin. So uh, yeah, they had like hay bales with uh, sheets on them that were painted green that said like one six four. Yeah, mm-hmm. little, little oh, paw wow. print. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. So I don't want to say like I don't want to get my hopes up and say like oh if this doesn't happen you know it's gonna ruin the week or anything. But uh, yeah. I'm excited to see if any you know we see anything like that on 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 the trip up. Yeah, you know sounds like there's gonna try and be history made on Saturday. Uh, they're calling it South Dallas Saturday. You got yes. South Oak Cliff, Duncanville, and DeSoto. They're yep. all playing, okay? And I, I think Jason Todd from South Oak Cliff is trying to get 60,000 people to the game, mm-hmm. which South Oak Cliff is playing P&G, who will bring like 25,000 oh, yeah. people on their own. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like a – it's it's crazy. Like, College Station played P&G a few years ago in the playoffs, and I was like – what have I walked into? This, <laughs> it was wild. Okay, they played down in Baytown. It was like ten thousand fans on one side, just completely full. And I was like, "Who are these people?" But 
only in Texas high school football are you going to get something like that. Well, did you see, just talking about PNG, when they played Liberty Hill last week, did you see the, the I face- heard about that. There was a yeah. Facebook post that Liberty Hill was going to stop selling tickets online because PNG had had gone on, got all of the visitor side tickets and started going into the home side. Yeah. So they said they were only going to sell them at the box office. And somebody had commented and said, well... It's not out of the question for people from PNG to come drive up and buy tickets at the box office. <laughs> so you know those fans travel so well. Which PNG, that is like on the that is like south of Beaumont. Liberty Hill is northwest of Austin. Right. Yeah. So that's like four hours. Hey, they'll make the trip though. They will make the trip. All right, take us home, Andrew. Oh man, three days of jam-packed action. Well, we appreciate all of y'all tuning in to the Brad Sports Prepcast, and we will see you again very soon.